a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Welcome back. It's Unrivaled. It's 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone, etc., etc. So, I just heard, like, can we play that? Uh, can we play that Chris Dunn quote again? Because I'm going to get your vibe on uh, on this, Scott. This is what Chris Dunn just said for our Jazz at 30 update about his kind of what his path has been and what he credits a lot of what he's uh, able to accomplish right now, being with the, with the big club. You know, I've been doing a lot of work since I've been in the league. You know, I watch a lot of film, not just on myself, but, a, you know, a bunch of guys, you know, just to try to see, you know, what they see on the court. I feel like that helped me out. And then just getting some game reps in the G League. The G League actually really helped me in the sense of they play the same kind of pace, the same kind of style, and allow me to find my pace, allow me to find my rhythm and understand the way defense is, is set up in the league and, you know, how I can attack it and how I can get guys involved. And, you know, uh, I feel like good things are going to come. So... My thought about that is I was like, okay, Chris Dunn, he's coming in. And the energy he's brought has been awesome. The minutes that he's been putting in have all been, like, he takes advantage of the minutes that he gets. He's getting those 12, 15 minutes, and he's getting 11, 13, 16 points. And that's how you earn your way into the league. And then when he says, yeah, I've been studying a lot of film, I'm like, okay, you and everybody else gets in the league and they study film. No, they don't. And that's what I was like. I was like, there's no way that everybody just sits around and doesn't study there's a, film. This there's is a what lot their of job guys, is. No, nah, there's a lot of guys that don't study film. Why on earth? Well, well, they How don't on study, earth could you get away with that? Well, it's the guys that don't make it that, that get, don't do it. Because there's a lack of respect for the the how good people are and how hard it is to play. And, and understanding that you've got to find an edge. You've got to find – Chris Dunn is an amazing athlete. So is everyone else on the court. I mean – there's nothing special about him uh, unless he really understands the game and, and he can make the game slow down and he can manipulate the game to his advantage and find out where the weaknesses are and find out how to how to strategically attack uh, teams and players and uh, just the nuances of what, what happens. I mean, I, I just happened to be watching uh, Donovan Mitchell play last night against the Celtics. And I'm like, wow, you know, he has just really gotten so much better uh, from the time he was a rookie and understanding, uh, you know, so many different little things. And you watch these guys where they draw the contact and and then they get the foul called and then they they go and, you know, and and make the layup or the shot or whatever. And 
And just watching as simple as that, that's something Donovan has learned in his game. You know, at first he just tried to blow by people. But, yeah, the guys who watch the film, the guys who really, really put in the work uh, are typically are the guys that end up being the ones that, that really succeed. So the whole like, oh, I'm – it's because I'm, you know – I'm I know, watching I know, more film than everybody else. I know for me. Was LeBron me, watching more film than everybody else during well, this whole well, thing? Well, he's an amazing – I'm sure he I'm sure he went through the same process of really understanding the game and understanding, you know, um, so it's understanding the game and then going and building your game to where you can really exploit and attack people. And LeBron is, you know, this amazing athlete who's six nine or 10 and – and he's just a mismatch for so many people. I mean, he's a guy that no matter what the situation is, he's always going to create a really good shot. And he has that ability. And, and some guys don't, you know, as good as they are, they just they have to use other players to create a shot. Laurie Markinen, you know, he's seven feet tall. And as he continues to develop a way to always be able to get a, a, a good look at the basket, that's where you that's where a guy becomes a superstar. Where he's just you just you can't stop him, and that comes through practice and repetition and study. And I couldn't imagine in my life as a professional athlete not having access to film. Like the film is just it's it's as much of a part of it's as much like breathing as anything you do because it never lies. And you play in the game and, and it happens in a nanosecond, right? And, and and so you just, like, you're like, what just happened? You know, and you react to it. And then you go back and you look at the film and you go, oh, that's what happened. And, and you learn from it and you and it helps you to get the game to slow down. It helps you to see the game. They film everything. Like, every practice, every every rep you, you go back take and in practice. Would you go back and watch practice film? Every day. Your own practice film. It was it. Okay, you know how we do those air checks. That are super fun, and they are awful. Well, we did air checks every single day. Scott, your you voice would, sounded weird here. What was the problem? Yeah. <laughs> You're like right, and I don't know. And that's it's just embarrassing. Me, dude. It's, <laughs> like it totally exposes you. Yeah, and because you, you can't hide from it, and and you know what it makes you brutally honest. It's like this is who you are, you know, and and you're gonna look at it every day, and you can't help but get better from it. And and here's the here's the challenging part, you're not the only one looking at it. There is every other guy on the offense, and they're looking and they're going, okay, our, you know, quarterback's legit here, you know, or because you think of Zach Wilson, and those players in that meeting with him, and they're watching and they're going, how'd this how'd this guy miss that throw? Like how did he miss that throw? I mean, what what was he thinking here? So it's not only you looking at it; it's all your teammates, it's all your coaches, and I mean, you are you are literally out there, and you're evaluated, and you're graded, and you're assessed by every single person on that team, and that that and 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 it's not once in a while; it's every single day. And is it every person or is it like every person? So even uh, that imagine, backup, even that backup your quarterback, job. you get you get four reps in practice because you're the backup, right? And you're like, thank heavens. But then somebody calls you and goes, "Hey, can I talk to you about how dumb you looked in practice today?" Well, if you get four reps, you're lucky as the backup, <laughs> and three of those reps are going to be running plays. You're just going to hand the ball off. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. 
it was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Boy. I mean, I mean, you, you don't get an opportunity. How do guys get even? You don't, you don't, how do guys get good in the NFL even if you're a backup? You don't. <laughs> that, you, you find ways to do, like you get guys after practice, and you go, Let, let's throw routes. Let's, you do whatever you can to cheat. And, and, someone's, and someone's filming it secretly. Any, anywhere you, well, you hope they are. You <laughs> hope that people are going to look, man, look at that guy I throw like the it. ball. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, imagine in your job. And I'm saying you, Alex, but I'm saying all the people out there listening to us right now. Imagine if you <laughs> you were videotaped. I mean, I know that cameras are kind of everywhere today. Yeah. But I'm saying everything you do at work. Have you seen those? They're uh, videotaping it, and you're reviewing it with your yeah. boss well, every day. So, Like, the, people would freak out. Like, they couldn't. Yeah. People couldn't. Like, you can't be playing solitaire or other things <laughs> well, on so your computer. The, okay, now, hold on. So the people who are working remote now. There, I've seen this thing that they are doing, where your boss basically sees your activity level sees immediately, your, yeah, and doesn't necessarily see your screen, although you can do that. And I think some some uh, employers would want that. I don't know why you'd want that level of scrutiny. If they're not getting their job done, let them go. If they are getting their job done, like don't nitpick on all of the. You know, so what they do now is though they see, okay, did they log into their computer? What time was it? And they can see if they're active, you know, if they're punching right. nothing. Yeah. So now you've seen the, the freaking weirdos out there who are, and they're genius weirdos, and they're inventing these programs that basically as soon as 9 o'clock hits, it logs you on, starts moving your mouse around for you. I've seen these, like, automated, like, uh, moving robot mo- uh, mouse that's just, like, moving around. Like this artificial intelligence. Yes, and they're yeah. typing in stuff, and they're because you look active on there. There's no version of that in the NFL where it's just like, oh, so I'm apparently out there. <laughs> there's artificial there's artificial intelligence mm-hmm. that you can put in some like inputs, um, and it will it will based on um, certain you know, it'll know it knows like, how to work it, for it'll, you. It'll not only know like your patterns, but it'll know like the topic, and you can actually it'll write papers for you. Oh yeah, yeah, I've it'll seen it. it'll write a mm-hmm. talk for you. Mm-hmm. You know. If, uh, and probably a better talk than if you wrote your own talk for like church kind of thing, you know. <laughs> it's like I can think of a lot of people I'd like to give that to because it's like. How do you, do you think the AI goes? Well, I got a call this week. Ha <laughs> ha! Like just fire that AI. When I got a call this week from Brother Jones, get out of here! Don't say that. Well, you just don't answer. Oh, <laughs> do you think the AI is going to do that? That's what I'm saying. They work oh. all the like little. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Things. I, I got you now. The word refreshments yeah. has worked in there somewhere. I was like, trying to avoid. I don't know. I'm just a computer. Yeah. I know this is yeah. what you people yeah. talk about. Yeah, I'm so embarrassed to be here and so nervous. <laughs> Please forgive me. And it's like uh, you can just sit down now. Don't even give us a talk. I don't want to hear it. Scott and his talk talk. <laughs> all right. Uh, Oh boy, I didn't even get to the uh, to the Pac-12 prediction stuff here. Although we've got more Pac-12 things to talk about in a little bit, but I do want to bring up 
Can that, I just go back to the film for one second? Yes, because the, the whole idea of uh, what's his name, uh, Chris Dunn saying, I watch more film than everybody else. That's yeah. why I'm in the spot that I'm at. Yeah. Or I just, he wasn't saying he watched more than anybody else. What he was saying was, he's like, I busted my butt watching film and working out. And I thought, so did everybody else. So surprisingly, the NBA and, and like watching the movement of the players and how they're defended and how people make adjustments and how you have to, it's very similar to the NFL. I mean, you, you have guys that are on offense and you have the ball and the defense is going to give you a look and then they're going to adjust and you have to, you have to make a decision off of how the defense defend you and you've got to deliver a pass or make a shot or whatever. Sure. And it, and it, that's what the, that's the NFL. I mean, it, it's playing point guard and playing a quarterback in the NFL, not very different, different ball, but the decision-making and, and the strategy behind it and how to manipulate defenses and all that stuff, very, very similar, you know, and how you kind of look off people and you, all that stuff. It's very similar, but we would be in, in meetings and everyone had a yellow pointer, so all the coaches had, and it had an it had like a a little arrow, and and so that you'd see all these little ye- yellow arrows oh on, on the so film screen just annoying. flying around. And, and you had to look at your color or something, or your coach? no? They all were the same. Oh my gosh! But, but you'd sit with your position group, right? Right. But Coach Shula, Coach Shula had a red dot. Oh boy! So everyone was a yellow. Arrow. And as soon as the Coach, red dot showed up, they said, all don't, disappeared. Don't put the yellow. Don't put the red dot on me. No. Oh, don't put the red dot on Who me. Who is this right here, Mitchell? Is that you? And you just like and, and it. It almost would like burn into the into the film. You know, on the I bet ball. the coaches. If he held it too close, and you just you just like. But, but the coaches were probably just as afraid as the of the red dot. Like oh, they're no. on the screen. The red, the yellow dots disappeared immediately as soon as that red well, dot came up. The coaches were under fire too. <laughs> Because it's like <laughs> he starts circling the yellow. Why are with the our red guys? Do, why are our guys doing this? Like, what's what are you teaching them here? Why aren't they getting it done? So the coaches had as much scrutiny. Wow, as as actually the players. That's how you got to do it. Though. So it's a level of a CYA. Like, <laughs> whose fault is it? You, you right. lived in this world of yeah. like, wasn't my fault. I did my job. Boy, if you had Don Shula's red dot mm. yeah, circle, just, your that laser pointer, yellow T or your yellow pointer. You'd be like, oh my goodness. Yeah. That's like, I mean, it's the worst. Someone dips in. We had one time uh, an executive walk into our studio while we were talking with a guest. And they like walked into the studio and they're like sitting here just hovering in the door. And we're like this. Hi. So Coach Shula was so intimidating and he was such a presence. Like, and he knew he was. And he was he was he was hard on you. Like he was not pleasant to be around, and he was very demanding. And I'm telling you, scared the bejeebers out of you. Like <laughs> you did not want you did not want to screw up. You just didn't. You were like, I'll do anything. I will get this right. I will stay up all night. I will figure this out. Did you? But I do not want. Co- I do not want the wrath of Coach Shula. Did you he end would, on? He, uh... could, he could bring it to you and make you feel like about like oh my goodness. Did you still get along with him after you left the Dolphins? The funny thing is, is Coach Shula is very funny, very much a family man, very different outside of football. But he just said, "Look, I I have to hold you accountable to this," and he and he understood his role, and he was he was excellent at it, and he was he was really good. All of his players said they enjoyed him so much more after uh, after it was over. Is that the case for you then too? Very much so. Wow. I I value and appreciate having him as my coach uh, tremendously. Like he was, he was, I just really appreciated the time I had 
there. He was he taught me a lot. Let's say uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, let's talk about this uh, Jalen Carter uh, defensive lineman from Georgia who was projected to be probably a number one, number two, number three pick. Uh, how much does that change with his uh, misdemeanors that he's been booked on after uh, being released and then getting back to apparently uh, got right back to the combine again? Teams want to talk to the guy, right? At the very least, they want to interview him and go, what's going on? Yeah. They want the story. He said he is. He can't wait to get the truth out there because there's so much misrepresentation in the media. So let's see. We'll talk about that when we return uh, and whether or not a team will still roll the dice on him. Plus, speaking of Georgia defensive linemen, the number that I just saw on a 40 that was posted by a defensive end, I thought it was crazy earlier because there was a 449. Wait until you hear this number when we come back from a defensive end. Stay with us, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.